Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode number 136. That is 136 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your go-to sports podcast for the DMV. We are in the... uh, in the throes of fall sports, man, we're about a third of the way through the NFL season, almost halfway through the college football season. Hockey has dropped the puck officially on the season. Man, we got a lot going on. Um, unfortunately, we aren't going to talk any uh, baseball because last time we were on, George and Ryan gave us a good Caps preview and O's playoff prospect, and the O's quickly dissipated. So I will say this, Texas has not lost in the postseason. So Ryan made a comment in that in that pod that said, uh, you know, my biggest fear is that we run into a buzzsaw because I just hope it's not Texas. Well, that's the buzzsaw that we ran into. So we will, you know, we'll do our proper obituary for the Orioles down the road at some point, maybe around the holidays when the boys are back and we can kind of, you know, wax tangential about that. But until then, it is all hockey and football for the time being here in the DMV. Hey, give us a listen. Uh, download our podcast, Wings, Beers, and Tears. Here we go. I'm Todd, joined as always by Jerry, and uh, we got a lot to talk about, my brother. Um, let's get right into it. So last time we were on, we, we had our little season preview for the caps, by the way, we don't label our episodes online or anything. We just give you the episode number, sometimes a brief rundown, whatever else. This one should be labeled sports are stupid because I got to tell you, man, like the last 10 days or so, I, I feel like I cannot catch a break with any of my sports teams. Our only saving grace this past weekend was the fucking commanders and Ravens. And both of those performances were very ho-hum as well that we'll get into later. Well, before we start, did you see the end of the West Virginia game? I did. Fucking unbelievable. I would rather lose 28 nothing than how they lost. That was a gut wrench. So you got kicked in the balls with WVU. Maryland did their typical Maryland slip up at home. Didn't think it was going to happen against Illinois at home for homecoming. But again, we'll break that one down in a little bit. Um, all right, let's start with our caps. So two games in, and as we are recording this podcast, they have their first road game tonight at Ottawa. Um, not terribly optimistic if I'm going to be honest. Um, so game one against the Penguins last Friday, that kind of set the stage for my shitty weekend of sports. It was on the (laughs) heels of your, your Mountaineers getting, uh, you know, just absolutely gut punched on Thursday night with a Hail Mary. So (laughs) so that happens Thursday night and Friday night caps pens. And I gotta be honest, the first period was, it was kind of like what I thought it was back and forth. It was up and down. It was, you know, lots of chances. It looked like a Caps-Pens game. I was like, all right, here we go. Tune in about midway through the second period, and uh, we're down 3 nothing. I was like, what the fuck just happened? So Did Jerry just get to the game? Yeah, yeah basically. Jerry start watching. You know, So it was about 10 to 12 really bad minutes in the second period undid the Caps that night, but they just had nothing going offensively. You can chalk that up as a one-off, opening night jitters, new coach, the whole nine. Then we fast forward to Monday where they played Calgary at home. And Calgary is a playoff team in the West. I mean, they're no, they're no slouch, you know. Um, but the first period of that Calgary game Monday night may have been the worst period of hockey I've seen the Caps play in 15, 20 years. Might be the worst period in the Rock the Red era, to be perfectly honest with you. They were outshot 18-3. to They were just severely outskated, and it wasn't even close. And... You know, God bless Jeremy, but he would say, yeah, but a lot of the shots came from the outside, and they were, I get all of that. Bottom line is, they were throwing rubber at Kemper, and we couldn't even get, we couldn't even gain the zone offensively. I was very, very concerned. Second period, righted the ship a little bit, played a little bit better, got a couple goals, 
young kids chipping in. Third period, actually, I thought the Caps were unlucky not to get the regulation win. I thought they played really well in the third, and then they won in the shootout. So small sample size, new coach, lots and lots of young players on the ice. I don't know what we gleaned from the first two games. I'm glad we got a couple points on the board, to be honest with you. Um, but this is not going to be this – is, this is going to be a very interesting year. Um, and I thought about it today, and this roster is not going to look like this come February. There's going to be significant changes within the season, unlike we've seen before from this Caps team, I think. Well, my first thought is looking at the first two games, obviously a lack of production on offense, right? Uh, Basically scoring two goals in two games, and the other team is, you know, scoring, well, I guess three goals in two games if you count the shootout. That don't really count that, but – but three goals in two games, or two goals in two games, the other team has six goals, right, in two games. That's not very good. No. They have, they have 75 shots against the Caps. 75 shots against the Caps in two games. That's way too much. And a lot of those are just like high, high like chances, high danger chances. Um, I was telling you before we started, um, I tuned in. I did not watch any of the Pittsburgh game because we had a game. Um, but I saw the score and I was checking my phone and I was like, "Fuck, you know that's just a I, that's just a dud." Um, I really wasn't that upset because I was like, "Okay, first game." I mean, it sucks to do that to your rival at home, um, and a team that talent wise isn't extremely better. It's not mm-hmm. like noticeably better, but in no. terms of the names, the second game I turned to the Calgary game on at, at during the second period. And I'm, I'm glad you didn't watch the first right. period. It was really bad. I was like, holy shit. Like, 2 nothing. I get, right? That sucks. That's like the worst thing you can do in hockey is be up 2 nothing. But I look at the shots, and I'm like, whoa. I know. At one point, it's like 21-3 to three or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was crazy. Um, and then they started chipping away. But even as they were chipping away, like I, I saw – I think when I turned it on, it was honestly two one because I my after, in the first two minutes I saw McMichael's goal, mm-hmm. which was kind of a shitty goal if you're that goalie, right? Yeah. Um, but it was a goal nonetheless, two two. Sure. Um, and then I was watching the play afterwards for the next five minutes, and they were still not clearing the clearing the zone, not passing it out of the zone. Pretty much the entire fucking play was in the cap zone. Right, uh, and how many times did Joe B say, "Oh, the, you know the uh, the Flames have a good shift going here, right? Because they have the puck in the zone for like a minute and a half." Yeah. Um, and one point they went to the they, they showed going into a timeout, John Carlson skating to the bench, and he was fucking furious. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed that um, he was furious. He looked at like he was looking at the coaches um, because no one seemed to be on the same page, and they just could not. I mean, but for the great goaltending. Yeah. And that game should have been 5 nothing after two, or 5-2 yeah. after two. So they have a lot of work on the defensive end, I guess is the long and the short of it. I think they got a lot of work up the middle. Um, they got to figure out line combinations sooner rather than later, and they're not going to be ideal, but they're going to need to figure it out. Ovechkin has to play with Strom. Well, that's going to happen Guys, tonight, I think, right? Yeah, Carberry, coaching staff. Ovechkin has to play with Strom, game, set, match. That's it. Why? Why, because, why do you say that? Because Strom is the most – he is the most complete center on the roster who's going to give a shit every single shift. That's the key there. He's not going to be defensively a liability. 
and he is a playmaker. He is a pass-first guy. He is gritty, get the puck in the zone, and then you need to put somebody on the other side of Ovi that has speed. My vote, Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson skates like a freight train. Put him on the other side. He gets the gritty goals. Ovi gets the goal scorer's goals. And Strom is your best complete center on this roster that can skate. Does Wilson have speed after his injury? He does. He looks really good. He's got jump. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's flying around. Um, okay. So that fixes a lot of what people are worried about with Ovi. They're like, oh, man, he couldn't get the puck. I'm like, they never had the puck. Right. You know, Backstrom needs to play with Oshi and maybe Protus or somebody young. And that's going to be a slow line. It's like going to be a third a, line. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then here's the pariah, man. Through two games, Kuznetsov has been shit. Right. He has been absolutely terrible. And I defend that guy because he's so damn talented. I wanted to yank his ass off the ice the other night. Dude, he took two more offensive zone penalties the other night. I saw. When is this guy going to figure out that you, <laughs> hockey's really fucking hard and the shootout is cute and fun when you do your little slowdown thing? And that's once every six or seven games if you're lucky. Dude. The, the 18, 19, 20 minutes you play are balls to the wall, physical as shit, and you got to grind. He doesn't seem to want to do any of that. Right. And we were saying, hey, is Carberry the guy to get to him, whatever else? And that's why I'm saying I think that this roster is going to look significantly different. You know? Um, and if, he's, one, he's one of the biggest pawns you got. If you are seeing what – well, if you're seeing what you're seeing, why would other teams not be seeing what you're seeing? They, they, they are, which is the other part of it is now you're kind of stuck with a poker chip that's lost its value. Right. Like, why would you want him? Right. If he's just not going to give effort and not going to do what yep. needs to be done. Yep. Um, now, he's a tough one, man. Um, and I, I think now we do have to pump the brakes a little bit because with a new coaching staff, with a lot of young players and with a lot of turnover, there's going to take there, – there's going to be some growing pains. You're going to yeah, take that, some Yeah, I mean, that's kind of – I usually – Panic, right? Yeah. I over panic. I right. usually say, well, he sucks and it's over, right? <laughs> but for now, I think you got to give them 10 games in before you can actually totally see them sort of settle down. It doesn't look like they know where they're supposed to be all the time. They're thinking too much instead of playing. Yeah, it looks like they're being reactive. Right. Yeah. You I know what I mean? Like, like if, I like agree it, with that. Like in, in football, if you, if you come and you change your scheme – you could have the same players, but it takes a while for them to understand what the fuck they're supposed to do. Sure. And what when they're where they're supposed to line up in a particular formation. Right. right? Um, that takes some time. It does. And I would assume, uh, just like basketball and, and hockey's the same way, that you know, if John Carlson is always going to be on your left, and, and in this situation he was always supposed to do this, but then that now he actually goes up the eye. You know, it's just weird. It's it, a different it is, thing. It so. is. And, and it's such a fast game. And here's the weird part, too, right? In that Calgary game the other night, we were completely and utterly outmatched for the first 25, 26 minutes of that game. How, how did we get the momentum back? I don't – it's weird. I don't understand. Well, I think the, the way I thought – I mean, the, the, the Michael goal – from a cavalry perspective, was a bad goal, and so it's like they got these, they got the caps were able to tie it up on. It wasn't like amazing plays that they were making; they were sort of getting lucky, right? And, but Calgary was still in control of the of the play. We just had a better goaltender. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's, that's pretty I, much I, it, I, right? I'd say that's pretty accurate. But I will say this: we started to actually gain the zone, put some pressure on, and create some. 
you know, create some offensive chances. Here's how I think they're going to have to live for the time being. Great goaltending, good special teams, and you're going to have to live off of the counterattack. That's not a recipe for sustained success in the NHL, but it is a recipe that has worked for some teams, and it's annoying because we've been on the other side of the coin. How many games have we gone to where we're up 12 to 4 in shots and we're down one nothing? Right. And we're like, this is fucking bullshit. Dude. You know, this, and you always say, you're like, well, you got to fucking score. You got to fucking score. Well, the one team had the counterattack goal. I don't like the recipe, but with the way this roster looks to me right now and with this coaching staff, I think that's what they have to bank on right now, which is not going to be as fun a viewing experience for us in a lot of ways, but it also means we should be competitive. So in overtime, I was watching the game, and – um, maybe we were up on the power play. Yeah, we got the four on three right. in overtime, right? And I remember Joby said a lot of familiar names out here now, right? And he was talking about Oshie, Backstrom, Ovechkin, and Carlson. Yep. And he did not sound excited about <laughs> saying it. Like he didn't say it with enthusiasm. He's like, "Wow, there are a lot of you hey, know." Look, here's the <laughs> here are the old fucking. Hey, it's 2014 again, right? right. <laughs> and, and you know, and those guys. Looked slow as shit. Yeah, and I mean, well, four on three overtime, so fucking weird. Anyway, I know, it's, but it, what, it, what it, I'm saying is, is we are really fucking old. We are, we are, and that's why I, I'm saying that the, the line combinations. I, I, I don't put as much stock in line combinations at the NHL level as I do at lower, lower tiers, because I think you maximize your your superior talent in the NHL. Nobody's su- more superiorly talented than others most of the time, you know? Yeah, so you're professionals. Exactly, exactly. But with the mix of slow <laughs> veterans we have, you have to support them with the proper mix of youth and speed. And that means thinking more unconventionally. I have to say, the guy who's singing the Star Spangled Banner and or the Canadian anthem is the one of the weirdest looking dudes I've ever seen in my life. I'm really glad my back is to the TV right you now. you got to turn around and watch. Look at this guy. <laughs> He looks like he's having a stroke, and his hair is just weird looking. Well, it is Ottawa. As far as I'm concerned, it's kind of a shit city, isn't it? Well, I mean, isn't, I mean, it is the capital, isn't Ottawa like Minneapolis? Look at that guy. Um, Look at him. Oh, Jesus. I mean, yeah, no, thank that's you. a weird looking dude. That is um, a weird dude. Uh, I, I was trying to explain to, to Holly, not that I need to explain anything to her, that <laughs> you know we're talking about Canadian hockey, right? Right. And, and playing in Toronto and Ottawa, and I was like, that's... That's like playing in Buffalo. Yeah. In terms of the distance. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's, it's yeah. like a, those are like American cities. Uh, absolutely right. Especially in the geography, because I think probably Toronto is south of is. some of the places in. It is. In, it's south of Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, south. Um, so, well, what is it? 90% of the Canadian population lives within 100 miles of the border. Right. They are. So, yeah. I mean, it, think about that for a second with how vast Canada is. It is a fucking wasteland. Dude. It is. <laughs> it is like a wasteland. <laughs> nah. So, you know, caps are going to be interesting. I am, I'm always excited to watch hockey. I always like my caps. Um, I think you're seeing, you're seeing the age really show its ugly head right now. But I do think that, that that can be mitigated with some level of, of success in the short term without sacrificing the development of the young guys. And I, I do have to laugh because your boys at RMNB were cracking up after the win, and they were like, take that, Laviolette. The young guns got the win. They were like, this is what happens when you play younger players. Well, I guess in, in list of priorities, if you were probably talking to Caps management and or brass, right? Because mm-hmm. all of that, that's probably not the same, right? Right. Um, and the coaches, 
if you're Ted, your first priority is to keep Ovi in the forefront. Yes. And march towards that record. That's exactly that right. That is the first thing. And you got to do that with a team that's not right. bottom of the table, right? And secondly, though, you can't sacrifice wins for the youth development, right? Because who gives a shit if you finish eighth or ninth if the young kids ain't playing and not getting any better? There you go. So you're going to have to take your lumps. Yep. So while you never say this publicly, my guess is they're going to say, play the young kids. Get them reps, get them, get, get them experience, even if we're sacrificing some wins here and there. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't agree with you more because that's I, more the rebuild has to start. Yes, agreed. And, and it, it has started. They don't want to say it, but, but it has started. Bingo. I think you nailed it. We are in the midst of this transition to a younger, fresher, rock the red generation that will exist at some point down the road. And until Ovi has the record in hand, it's not going to be a full fledged rebuild. Right. Now, Barring some catastrophic injuries to some older guys, you know, I never want to wish that on anyone. But Oshie's one hit away from popping that shoulder out again, and he could be done. Um, Backstrom is one big hit away from his back or his hip or his knee; he could be done. And you know, that takes that that takes the pariah contracts out of the equation at that point. Well, that's what I was, I was going to go with. That, in your opinion, if things keep trending the same way. Right, and then they're just not playing very good, and they're five hundred or less. At what point do you say to Nick Backstrom, "I don't care about your contract. We're bringing a young kid up, and he's going to play because he's going to he's going to be better than you." Right, just physically, not mentally, not sure not craftiness, right? Uh, but just physically, he's going to be better than you, and you're not going to play. You're going to be scratched. I don't think you can scratch him with the cap hit. But it doesn't it doesn't matter. We're taking the cap hit either way. Right, what if you just play but it? But it's roster spots, and it's guys that have to get through waivers. You have to be very strategic when you're up against the cap, which almost every team is this year. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So Pittsburgh actually had that in their last game. So you can't play a younger kid if his, if his salary is too high, even if, he's, even if Backstrom's a healthy scratch 15 straight times. That's right. If the guy you want to call up is making 1.5, that might not work. If the guy you're calling up is making the league minimum at, at a mill, that might work. Either way... Uh, bar again, aside from putting these guys on long-term IR, I don't know. Right. I, I I don't know what the fix is for that. Now, I will say this: they have more room in long-term relief than I thought they were going to. They do have a little bit more pliability, and I keep forgetting Joel Edmondson is due back. You know, mid-November. I think that helps on the blue line. I really probably. Do. I mean, he's a he's a better player, right? Exactly. Um, and Max Pacioretty, as old as he is. He could be, uh, in a perfect world, Jerry, if you swapped him for Backstrom, if you said, Backstrom, here's your severance check, you can retire, and it worked with the league, you plug in Max Patchy already, and I think we are significantly better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I think if there was something that could have been done with, with Backstrom, they it, would it have. would have already been done. The, yeah. time, the time of being graceful, I think, is gone. I think it's just... You're going to have to be cutthroat. The irony, though, his his possession numbers and everything are better than Kuznetsov's through two, Probably. two games. Probably, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, is just look, ridiculous. I, I don't look you know? at this and say, but for Backstrom, oh, we, for, you know. for sure. But he's he's part of that puzzle. He's that, he's yeah. the he's the face of the getting younger. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. But you're right. I mean, Kuzi Kuzi has been the enigma on this team and the anchor, uh, or maybe a two like anchor number two. Yep. Right. The second option. Um, 
I'm just so grateful he played his best hockey during our cup run. Right. I mean, we had him at his prime, you know. Um, well, I don't know if that was his prime, but that was his prime mentally. Well, like when he was, he was sure. locked in. For sure. Seemed to give a shit. Yep. Right? I mean. Everything mean more, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, the grind was there. He was willing to go. Um, now, well, it's just, <clears throat> it's not going to be. It's not going to be this electric lightning team that we, you know, no, saw I mean, through. The rebuild is here. It's going to be it, painful. It, it is. Uh, the question is how good and how, um, you know, how resourceful is McClellan and this new coaching staff with, as you said, using the young players not to the detriment of the team or development, but also um, still allowing that blend of veterans that you have on the team that whether you like it or not is still part of the core. Um and Ovi's not going anywhere. Backstrom's not going anywhere for the time being. Um, guys like Oshi have to be much better. I, I'm going to throw this guy's name out there that has to be better so far. Nick Dowd. I thought Dowd was very meh the first couple. Well, of games. he's he's out tonight, so that yeah. explains why he's probably injured. Yep. Well, he is injured. He's yeah. Not and 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 you said it before the season. You were like, and the problem with an aging roster is injuries are going to happen. It's yeah. just inevitable. All right, so here are the next five. Tonight, it's 17-20 left in the first. Washington 0-0 with Ottawa. Hey, Washington has a shot on goal. Ottawa doesn't. <laughs> we have two shots on goal. Ottawa doesn't. <laughs> no, they seem to be playing better. I mean, hey, look, maybe being on the road is the best thing for them. That could help, too. And, and, and honestly, I think the part They're of the— They're going to get better as every and, game And the Carlson on. frustration, I think, is probably a byproduct of him being like, shit, man, this isn't the way we do this. And the guy's like, yeah, 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 we know that. We're right. going to get there. You know, right. just like hang tight, buddy. You know? Well, here are the next five. Tonight's Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, Jersey, your team, mm-hmm. and Minnesota. So that, I mean, I don't know a lot about, I don't know about it. Montreal hasn't been very good. Ottawa's okay, right? Ottawa's going to be a playoff team, yeah. Jersey's good. Minnesota's good. Yep. And Toronto's, Toronto's good. good. You got to be able to play a little bit above your heads, and certainly play a lot better than you have been. Otherwise, this thing's going to get out of hand. Quickly. My gut tells me four points out of five, um, out of five games, four points out of ten. Realistically, yeah, um, maybe. But they, if they can squeeze a fifth or a sixth, yeah. that's a positive. Um, yeah, I mean, otherwise, I mean, you don't want to be starting out like one and five or one and six. I agree. I mean, that, that's just going to be. Well, we'll to, and, and we'll see how a, for a season that's not coming in with a lot of optimism. Yep. Well, we'll see how gritty this team is because can you get some of these games to overtime and steal some points on the road? You know, right. it's not sexy, it's not awesome, but early in the season, dude, those things add up, man. Yeah, I mean, this team has uh, the danger for this team. I think is you just got to stay relevant yes. in the first month. Bingo. You know, you can't couldn't agree more. Yeah, they're obviously not going to be leading the league in anything spectacular, but you just need to stay relevant. Yep. All Uh-oh. right, so go Caps. Uh, and, and they're down one nothing. All right. All Turnover right. in the defensive <laughs> possession. Uh, all right, so go Caps. And, uh, and let's turn our attention to uh, college football because last weekend was brutal, man. Um, Thursday night, Hail Mary, West Virginia, just gut punch. Yeah. I, I was like, what the fuck, man? Well, I mean, they, they scored yeah. with 12 seconds left. Yep. And they shouldn't have scored. Uh, and then they give up a – well, the quarterback in his uh, wisdom took his helmet off and started fucking showboating, which made us kick off from the 20. Right. So Jeff texted and said, hey, watch him score now because of that. Oh, right? fuck it, Jeff. Because if you don't do that and you kick off normal, you don't have the, – the Hail Mary never reaches the end zone. That's right. Right. 
So they get the ball, you know, 15, 20 yards further upfield, and then they score on a Hail Mary. Now, yep. I have to uh, be honest, I wasn't watching um, because I didn't want to see it. Right. Right. And I didn't really watch much of the game anyway. It was Houston, so. right? It's Houston. Yeah. So uh, right when Jeff said, can you believe this fucking shit? Right. <laughs> I knew that something good didn't happen. <laughs> they didn't. Um, so that was bad. That's a terrible loss. Um, but then you go to Maryland. I mean, West Virginia is not a good team. So when they have terrible losses, I'm not surprised. When they have wins they shouldn't get, I am kind of surprised. Right. Um, when you go fast forward to, I, I didn't see Saturday coming. I mean, I, I what's that from the Terps? From the Terps. I yeah. Mean, I, I I saw. Um, it's hard to explain. I. It looks like they lost their mojo in the second half of Ohio State. Hmm. Right? Uh, because they were playing well. They were playing well against Ohio State. They were winning in the second half. Right. And then they got boat raced. And from a defensive perspective, they were bad against Illinois. Yeah. Defense was not good enough. Uh, not even close to good enough. Um, I'll say this. The, the, the swing point in the game was this for me. First quarter was very ugly. Maryland did not start quickly, but it's 7-7. Maryland gets up 14-7. Then they are driving with inside of three minutes um, at the end of the second quarter. So going into the half, they're driving, and they fumble on like the 25-yard line as they're going into Illinois territory. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, all right, that's not terrible. There's like less than two minutes left. Illinois' offense sucks. Illinois gets the ball. They proceed to Maryland gets back-to-back 15-yard penalties. So they gift them 30 yards. Illinois goes down. And I'll give the coaching staff credit. They've got it like <clears throat> second and goal at the at the two or three with only one play left. They go for it and they get it. And they end up getting a touchdown going into halftime. So instead of Maryland being up 21-7, it's now 14-14. When it could have even been 14-10. Then Illinois gets the ball coming out of the second half. Comes down, I believe they got a field goal. And Maryland was chasing the game the rest of the way. And you the lack of confidence, you could see it on the sidelines, Jerry. Guys were hanging their heads. Guys were, like, pointing at each other, like, what's going on? And every little penalty call, everybody's up in arms, like, oh, I can't believe that was a penalty. And I'm like, why do you put yourself in a position where it's a super competitive game at home to a team that you should completely dominate? So they, they got some bad luck in that game, no question about it. They did it to themselves. Yeah. And, you know... We've been the beneficiary of some really good turnover games this year. This was not one of them, and it bit us in the ass, and that's not good enough as far as I'm concerned. I I will say it again. Loxley said the words, we're not the same old Maryland, and I appreciate the sentiment, and I would love to believe him, and they're playing like the Maryland of old that's going to finish 7-5, and and 6-6, and we're going to be disappointed. And with the talent on this roster, that's just not good enough, and it it bums me out a little bit, man, because I had higher expectations. Well... They're giving up nine points a quarter in the past six quarters. And that's just too much. It is. Right? I mean, with this type of offense and with Talia's ability to move the chains and, and, you know, and get first downs, there should be a quarter where you give up no points. Mm-hmm. Right? That, what that really means is get a punt. Get yeah. a punt or two. Right. Right? Now, you know, it's not all the defense, of course, but – 
because turnovers and special teams. But it doesn't seem like they're playing great defense in the past six quarters. And to me, when I see it, they've lost their mojo. Oh, they have lost their mojo, and it just dawned on me. So they go into halftime 14-14, and you can just – Feel the air out of everything. It's like that's holy a big, shit. That's a big deal. So Maryland's kicking off in the second half. You know what they did? Onside kick. Yeah, that reeks of desperation. Yeah, it to does me. kind of reek of desperation. <clears throat> like and of course, the we announcers can't. were like, "Oh, that's a gutsy call. If that works, I'm like, it's a it, stupid fucking call when you're the the favored team. It is a gutsy call, but you know what? Also, it also is we need to have the ball yes. as much as we can. That's exactly right. I was furious with that call. I compl- completely disagree. If you want to be pissed at your guys and you want to pull a, a rabbit out of your hat, yeah. that's perfectly fine. Not an onside kick at well, home. I, I get uh, it. I, I, I get it. Ugh. But you're right because if you don't get it, you're giving them the ball to 50. Oh, yeah. That's you exactly know? what happened. And you getting know? it is – in college, now, like in high school, you know, we got guys on our front line. I'm like, holy shit, I don't know why they don't onside kick it at all. <laughs> every time, because our guys are just morons, right? <laughs> right? They run, they run back before they censure <laughs> the kick and all that stuff, right? But in 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 college, these special teams guys, this is all they do. That's right, right? So you know, you ain't yeah. putting starters on the front line. That's right. It's usually a senior that's survived, right? Yep. But he knows, I got one job, and that's to make sure the fucking guy kicks it, right? So, um. That is that that is a weird thing to do. Yeah, I was not um, pleased. I didn't think when I was watching the game, Illinois had that weird quarterback. Yep. He, he ran for more than I thought he would. I know. Um, the defensive line would get some pressure, mm-hmm. but then like the next like every big play Maryland had on defense, the next play was like a big play for Illinois. They couldn't sustain anything. Yep. And I don't know if it's because I mean obviously none of us know, but it seemed like Illinois said, okay, well, you got that. Now I know what you're going to do. And then, you know, it, it just – it was disappointing that they couldn't got, get them off the fucking field. That was disappointing, and the penalties killed them, second half especially. Oh, penalties kill – yeah. And, and like you always say, penalties and turnovers, you can be the, you can be the freaking Patriots of the Brady era, but you get penalties and turnovers that work against you, you're not winning those games. It's right. just not happening. And, and again – um, Maryland shot themselves in the foot, and I'm more pissed at Maryland than I am anything else. I'm just uh, fuck. You like know? you know, I just see this a good council. We have a really good team, and we have good players, but we probably and it's not just us. I mean, Dematha does it too, and I mean, Dematha had us had that game won. Yeah, I with know. the exception of when Frankie Weaver threw that interception with a minute ten left or whatever it was. The guy just ran into him, lunged at him, like helmet first, and hit him. And he got caught with a uh, rough in the passer. And it was. It was like, if you watch, like, dude, what's that guy thinking? Right. Like, if he just does what he's taught to do, the math wins that game. Yeah. But, the, it, but it's just, you know, we probably average 100 yards of penalties. Yeah. And it's like, dude, if you could... If you could just not do what you do, <laughs> I know. You but, know, but that's the that's the thing with football penalties, right? And we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll bury the Terps and Mountaineers for now. You guys lost. Um, I know Terps have a bye week next week. Um, what about you guys? Uh, I don't. I honestly don't know. Um, <laughs> After the hail mary, who cares? <laughs> well, even even before that, I've you know I'm I'm sort of over Neil Brown. I'm ready for the next chapter. Right. What I'm what I'm really worried about is that he's going to win six games and keep his job. Uh, that would and, be, that and would it's be, just going to be the death knell of the... Yeah. Um, but 
But let's take it up a level and, and, and talk pros now. Um, but well, what, you know what? This week, I want to get your thoughts on one game. Sure. Penn State has played the easiest schedule in the history of football. Yeah. They have not beat any team that is any good. Akron. <laughs> right. I mean, West Virginia is probably the best team they played. <laughs> right. And they're no good. Right. right? Now they play Michigan. Mm-hmm. It is Michigan. Maybe it's Ohio State. It's One. Michigan. Okay. What do you think? Where is that game, first of all? Because to George's point, I swear to God, Penn State plays every game at home. So Yeah, I know. I see all my friends from Pennsylvania, which I need to block, on Facebook. And they're like, oh, another whiteout. I'm like, do you have a whiteout every fucking game? Losers. Um, let, let's break down Penn State's uh, schedule so far. These are their wins. They are currently number seven in the country. They are 6-0. and oh. They have beaten West Virginia, Delaware, Illinois, Iowa, Northwestern, and Massachusetts. <laughs> so That's fucking bad. worst schedule I've ever seen. Yeah. This week they play Ohio State. It's not Michigan. It is Ohio State. Yes. They play the next uh, six games at Ohio State. Okay. So they're at the Horseshoe. Indiana, at Maryland, home to Michigan, Rutgers, Michigan State. I'm going to tell you this. I like Penn State. They could run the table. I like Penn State at Ohio State. Look, because man. I don't think that Ohio State quarterback is good. Now, he is he is this is the weakest Ohio State team we're going to see in quite some time offensively. Defensively, they're tremendous. Well, they they got athletes, one athletes, one athletes. Yep. Um offensively, yes, I agree. Now, here's the kicker for me. Marvin Harrison Jr. is still on that team. Yeah. And that dude that dude swings the pendulum for me because as good as Penn State is, because Penn State's fucking good, dude. They are. They're, they're loaded top to bottom. They don't have a game changer like him, though. And their quarterback is still very raw. Now, I think that raw quarterback might still be better than Clifford from last year, but that's just me thinking because I thought Clifford sucked. I thought um, Clifford's pretty good. I he, just, he sucked against Maryland. I thought he sucked. Um, <laughs> but... uh so that that's to me the, the the big kicker here is both teams are going to dig in defensively. Who makes a player two offensively that sways the sways the game? I think Ohio State still has a better chance to do that. But I'm with you. I think this is going to be a hell of a game. Now is that a night game on Saturday? Nope. It is noon at the horseshoe. Noon at the horseshoe. I like it. All right. The matchup predictor is sixty three point five percent in favor of Ohio State, thirty six point five percent instead of in favor of Penn State. And I think it's just because Penn State hasn't proven anything yet. Right. Right. That's going to be a good one. I'm going to go – I'm going to say it's ugly, but I think Ohio State wins. I'm going to go 21-16. I'm going to go Penn State 28, Ohio State 24. Ooh. All right. All right. All right. All right. So for our last little portion here, <laughs> let's talk about the NFL. And for – the first time in a long time, the um, the saviors for the DMV Sports Weekend were the the <laughs> Commanders and the Ravens. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lament the Ravens too too much. I thought that game was awful. It was in London. It was hideous. It was awful to watch. The Ravens did what they had to do, and I'm glad. I have to be honest with you, man. I and I've watched a lot of the Ravens games, and they're just not as good as I thought they were. Me and either. Lamar Jackson, it's just not worth the money, man, dude. <clears throat> he he's he's an interesting cat. I'm glad he's on Baltimore and not somewhere else. <laughs> um, but you know, we we'll, we'll see what their ceiling looks like. But they took care of business. Do give them credit for doing that. Um, and 
you know, they, they, I still think they win that division. Um, but, you know, I don't know, man. We'll see. That division's proving to be tougher than I thought. I mean, shit, Cleveland just upset San Francisco. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, Cincinnati looks to be getting their mojo well, a they, little bit. You, you kind of figured once Burrow got back. And, yep. they, they, you know, they're... and Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. I don't think they're any good at all, but they have the best coach in the division. I so, agree with that. You know, so... Um, so that's going to be interesting. Well, uh, both Baltimore and Washington won 24-6. Here's the difference. 24-16. 24-16. Here's the difference. When Baltimore wins it, they the media in Baltimore pride themselves on saying it was a workmanlike effort. Right? Yes, yes. And that they, they won in typical Ravens fashion. Yep. A good grind-it-out game. Yeah. yeah. When Washington wins 24-6, it's because the other team sucks – <laughs> and they were they were terrible, but the other team was worse, and this will never happen again, and woe is me. Um, and Sam Howe sucks. No, he doesn't. He's he's a half, you know, he's a top half of the league quarterback, I think. I, 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 um, and their defense, for all of their shit that they go through, it looks like, you know, they took the rookie out, a corner, mm-hmm. and benched him. He, wasn't he the, their first overall pick? Yeah, he was number sixteen pick. In the, oh yeah. God! But that's okay. I know, I know. Yeah, it's a, Ugh, it's a, he's just, he's yeah. played almost. Oh come on, Oshie, you got to finish that. Um, <laughs> he's played four. No, he's played you know four or five games against pros, and he's overwhelmed. Yeah, haven't we learned anything from Jamin Davis? Jamin Davis is now a competent, not great, competent game saving interception. Right, game saving competent player. It took him three years, so you know. Right. I, I don't think it's a bad pick, but I think probably right now he was probably giving up a lot of shit. Yeah. Right. And they made the change. Look, we got we got to get we got to win. I guess the only thing I wasn't too keen about in that Atlanta game was <clears throat> I thought I thought they played a perfect first half road game, and then I thought in the second half Atlanta figured a few things out and they were able to kind of sustain some drives. When Washington got the ball and had the lead in the fourth quarter. It felt like Ron Rivera's like uh, run the ball, uh, run the ball, uh, yeah. run the ball. Uh, there was at one point, Jerry, I believe they had the ball <clears throat> up eight in the fourth and ran nine seconds off the clock in three plays, and Atlanta didn't have to use a timeout. What? What the fuck is that? It's high school bullshit. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, come on, guys. Look. So I was just, and I wasn't pleased with the fact that they only had two hundred yards of offense. They did not play well. And I think that's what Ron Rivera probably was thinking is we'll just win on defense. Here's, here's the, the bright side of the game. They were never trailing. True. There was never a time when they were playing like, oh, my God, they're going to lose. Right. Um, they, there certainly was every time of the game where though they could lose. Mm-hmm. They're not blowing them out. Right. But they were never losing. Mm-hmm. And so that means, by definition, they were sort of controlling the game. Sure. Now, controlling the game was recognizing that the other quarterback was having a terrible day <laughs> and he was going to continue to have a terrible day, which is what you should do. Right. Right? Um, they picked them off three times. Some of those passes were like, what the fuck is that guy doing? Um, that one in the end zone, I was like, it was oh, like, oh yeah. he was, they were like, oh, he's under pressure. And I'm like, it's the NFL. You're always under pressure. Yeah, I, was like, I mean, look. It's you know other players have bad days too. Well, right? he was one of the, the those quarterbacks in that draft class, Ritter. That people were scratching their head. They were like, I mean, he was a fine college quarterback, and he's got some measurables, but 
I, I don't understand why everybody's so high on him, you know? And I and just like that, the Caps are down 2 nothing. Great. Now we're going to win. Here we come, 2 nothing. See, this is classic Jerry, though. We're up 9 to. Th- it's going to be 9 to 4 in shots on goal, and we're down 2 nothing. I know. So that's classic Caps. What did I just say? I said we hate those fucking games. We're out shooting the team, you know, and then, and then we're losing. And there it is. Clearly so. not a very good start <clears throat> this year for the Caps, and they haven't played one game. Oh, that was a beautiful pass. They haven't played one game where they've been playing well. Yeah. Well, it's early. It's early. It's early. Um, so back to, the, back to the commanders. It is what it is. I mean, they're 3-3, three and three, Yep. and they have a winnable game this week. They do. And they're playing a team that – we said this against Chicago, so anything's possible. But is sort of reeling. And they they're, are. They're wounded. They are, but isn't it? Isn't this league, the NFL, so weird? So last week, New York has the laundry list of injuries, starting with Daniel Jones. They go on the road to Buffalo, and they were down on the goal line with a chance to win that game. Yeah. Did they win? Lost 14-9. Exactly. So. Point being, that game on paper shouldn't have been even remotely competitive. And not only was it competitive, they had an opportunity to win. The Giants are one and five. They're terrible. And they are arguing amongst themselves. They're wondering if their coach is a moron. Um, when last year they thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Who's that? Uh, dabble. Dabble. Um, you have to pounce on them. Now, I, I agree. The commanders are not good enough to pounce on anybody. And our coach, honestly, Ron Rivera, looks like he doesn't give a shit if he's coaching or not. Like I, I will say this. I'll double down. I guarantee you he does not want to coach next year. No. He's finishing out the year. He's not I, – I, the rumors are that he's not, like, attending meetings and he's not – he doesn't <laughs> seem to know a lot about what's going so on. So, in other words, he's the CEO at the podium taking all the heat. He's like the press secretary. <laughs> I just we're just we're, – we're, we're sticking together as a football team. I don't, together. Th- I don't think he really gives a fuck. Right. I mean – He's a professional, so I mean he's putting in some time, but I think he's pretty much like the enemy. You run the offense, mm-hmm. Jack. You run the defense. Uh, let me know what you need me. I swear to God, I'm not joking. I I think he doesn't give a fuck. Well, there's there there was a rumor going around the internet like he has his headset on and his and his mic is down, and he never he never talks. I've into never it. seen him say a word. Me neither. Is it, is it even on? Like is like I don't think. Todd, if they offered him an extension, he would take it. Yeah. I don't he might think, be right. I, and I, don't, I think he's probably made it clear to him, <clears throat> I don't want to coach anymore. I'm done. I, is either here or otherwise. Gotcha. Um, but he doesn't do shit during a game. No, he doesn't. And he doesn't seem to know when things are fucking happening in, now, in, in the very, game. He seems very disconnected from the game. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, he never has... Now, he's a cool, calm character, right? He never seems to have any sort of emotion. Well, he's a pro. He's, he's, <clears throat> he doesn't get too, too high, too low, whatever else. And I don't think he gets far. I, I, I'm with you. I don't think he cares at all. So what do you think? What do you think this weekend? Washington, New York. Now, it's in New York, mm-hmm. and traditionally, Washington just throws up in New York. Yeah. You know? I think uh, the Giants win 21-17 uh, to 17 and maybe with some of the worst games ever played. Yeah. What happened to Jahan Dotson? Is he still on the team? He is, um, and he's not getting the football, and apparently he's not even close to being open to get the football. It's quite a it's – a, that's a fall from grace in some ways. In other ways, I just think last year they were so – devoid of talent 
<laughs> that he just got the ball because he was fast and young and, and you know all that kind of stuff. But um, I'm going to go. I, I'm with you. I think this is a classic Washington season where, you know, embarrassed by the Bears, go on the road, beat Atlanta. Everybody's like, oh, oh, look, they got their mojo. They got this and that. And then we go into the Meadowlands and fumble on the two-yard line or do something stupid. I don't really think anybody's saying that. I think everybody expects them to be a, a middling team and they're going to win games that they probably shouldn't win. Yeah, you're probably right. And the other team will be playing bad, and that's why it will happen. No one will get right. Washington credit. And then they're going to lose games like this where it's like, how the fuck did you just lose this yeah. team? Yeah, so I'm going to go I'm gonna go Giants 17, Washington 13. Low-scoring, ugly affair in a similar vein as you. Good game, Ravens Lions. Um, oh, that could be really good. The Lions are five and fucking one. Ravens are four and two. Lions look good too. Lions man. Good, look good too. These are the types of games. Here's why I think Baltimore will win. Baltimore traditionally does decently against teams they rarely play. Mm-hmm. Right, NFC teams. Yep. To me, it seems like Baltimore does really well against NFC teams. They don't do as well against teams like the Titans that are they play every year. Right. Right. And I don't think the Lions are, you know, Baltimore probably has a scheme that they don't see a lot of. Sure. Um, so I think at home. Uh, it, is Ra- it in Baltimore? It's in Ra- it's in Baltimore. Okay. And ha- I was going to suggest we go, but I didn't because <laughs> we're not. Um, but I, I, I think the Ravens are going to win. I'll say, it'll, uh, you know, 21 to 17. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go the Lions. I'm going to go the Lions 31-27. It's going to be kind so of a shootout. A shootout. I do. Yeah. I think they're going to let Lamar get back there and sling it a little bit, and I think Detroit's going to put up a bunch of points. So I think it's going to be entertaining. I'm rooting for the Ravens. I want them to yeah. win. Um, I just – I don't know, man. Harbaugh I'm, needs to turn the tide for me. I but, was always uh, a Harbaugh supporter, but yeah. he's lost more games for them in the last couple of years. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. They are not playing well this year. They, mm-hmm. they're, they're four and two. Right. But it's kind of a trashy four and two. Yeah. You know? And that's If that's the kind of team they want to be that grind it out – Yeoman like win nine games, yeah, yeah, they're on track for that. I know win nine games and maybe squeak into the playoffs. I was expecting like a twelve win season. I was too, but ah, shit, they could turn it around, man. They're good. They got some talent. Well, we'll see. But you're right. If they want to be special, they have to win games like this. Absolutely, and they especially at home. Yeah, they generally rise to the occasion. So we'll see if that's what I'm betting on. I'm betting on a Ravens win. All right, well, go go Commanders, go Ravens, go Caps, go Terps. Not this week because they're off. <laughs> Stay healthy, you knuckleheads. <laughs> All right, Tom. All right. All right, man. So next week, wings, beers, and tears, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how our predictions held up. They haven't been very good this year. No, no. <laughs> we we we're fucking morons. <laughs> like I said at the beginning of the, of the episode, sports are stupid. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, peace.